What's up, podcast listeners? It's your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is another edition of the podcast in my car. And before I start driving, I need to do my shout-outs because I keep forgetting. So my new number one, all the way in Kentucky, in the States, a city named Bowling Green. Number two is Portland, Oregon. Number three is Martinez, California. And I said California, weird. That shit happens to me all the time. Um, and then number four, I'm going to do top five. Number four, city of Bloomsburg out in Pennsylvania. And number five, the villages in Florida. Shout out to everyone in the States listening to my show. Freaking awesome. I love it. And let's get this episode going because I am pumped to talk about squats. So I probably brought up the whole topic of squats maybe a year ago, probably a year ago, and I need to revisit it because a lot of times when people start listening to my show, they don't go as far as you know, the episode they see that was the last one. So this might be a review for some of you, but um, it's always good to revisit topics. So back squatting, let's start there. I personally don't have any clients that back squat because, and I remember posting about this like a year ago on my social media that In order for a good looking back squat, you need to have a lot of prerequisites and 99% of the general population does not have that, the prerequisites in order to back squat effectively. And I got a lot of shit from the powerlifting community that just, they just couldn't handle what I said. Um, But look at the average person, and I've brought this up so many times, it's rare that they have um, good enough mechanics and the mobility within each joint in order to squat effectively and then on top of that place a load on it. And even in the clinic when we get CrossFitters that you know are pushing their bodies to the limit when it comes to squats and all that kind of fun stuff, they still get injured and they still have you know some issues like not everyone is built to squat like if you look at the literature of different uh, pelvises there's different ways how your femur kind of sits into the acetabulum like you you can't fight your genetic makeup sometimes when you're trying to squat so you have that in the very beginning secondly if you are a general, a general population person, you probably haven't deep squatted since you were a child. So now trying to get you into your depth, your deepest depth under load, shit is not gonna look nice. So when I look at back squatting, there's not really a place or time where I've ever put it in. Even for my own training, you know, maybe throughout the year I'll back squat once or twice, but it's not really been 
you know, a goal of mine to back squat 300 or anything like that. So let me go over what's necessary in order to back squat effectively. One, which is a huge one, is enough hip mobility. Most people don't have it. Number two, enough thoracic extension in order to place the bar on your back and be in a somewhat upright position in order to squat effectively. Most people don't have that. Really good hip stabilizers. Most people don't have that. That's why when you see people back squat under a near maximal load, they'll usually shift over to one side and then come up. So it's kind of like this squiggly line and up, squiggly line and up. It's because they have a deficiency in one of their hips when it comes to stabilization. So then when it comes to squatting, the body is always going to go in the least uh, the path of least resistance. So if it knows that it has a stronger hip, then it's going to go to that side. Now, next thing is adequate ankle mobility. People tend to have really shitty ankles. I've yet to meet a general population person. Uh, let's scratch that. I would say Six to seven out of the 10 times when I get a person in for an assessment, they have adequate ankles, right? Like, it's not a lot, but it's not that bad. So we have that. The other thing that you need to back squat is enough shoulder external rotation. In order for your shoulder to get into an abducted position and then go into external rotation, a lot has to happen. So number one, your T-spine mobility for extension, which I uh, mentioned earlier, plays a huge role in order for your shoulder to actually go into external rotation. So if you don't have enough spinal extension and you're throwing your glenohumeral humeral joint into <laughs> external rotation and the actual joint itself can't move, you're placing a shit ton of stress on that anterior shoulder. And a lot of people will complain of shoulder pain while back squatting. So those two and two go together. On top of that, in order for your shoulder to externally rotate, all the muscles involved for external rotation behind that shoulder blade need to work in harmony. Like those shoulder blades, all their movements are associated with about 17 or 18 muscles. I can't even remember anymore. So imagine if you had two or three muscles in the back there, not developed properly, and developed. I mean, like, they're an atrophy because you sit at a desk all fucking day. So now you're placing your shoulder blade in a weird position, maybe not even able to get there. You're placing your glenohumeral humeral joint into external rotation that can't even get there because your T-spine sucks. That's a lot of shit that you need to clear up in order to get that back squat looking pretty. Now, the other thing you need is really good core stability in order to stabilize your spine. If you've ever seen um, people back squat where they lose it and they kind of cave forward, right? They didn't develop enough intra-abdominal pressure in order to stabilize their spine to drive that weight up against gravity. I see this all the time, people kind of just jitter around and then they just collapse right so 
working basic core stability in order to get there is huge, huge. I just don't understand why, you know, people skip steps and exercise all the time, right? So one, we have that. Most of the time, people don't even know how to utilize their diaphragm to create that intra-abdominal pressure. So there's another caveat that you need to understand when it comes to back squatting. All of this is required, and there's probably more. And I can get into like small details, like do you actually have enough tibial rotation, external rotation, to back squat? Probably not if your ankles and hips suck, right? Like if your joint, like your hip joint, your knee joint, your ankle joint, your shoulder joint, and thoracic joint don't move the way that they're designed, you placing a barbell with weight on top of it, hoping for the best, is not going to work out well for you. Sure, you can get away with it, right? And I see this all the time in the clinic where people are pushing it hard in the gym. They're not so much injured, they just have some aches and pains, but they all kind of complain about the same thing, that their back squat's not going up, their deadlift's not going up, their bench press is not going up, and then I do an assessment or I already know their history and background, I'm like, well, yeah, you don't have X, Y, and Z, pick whatever thing I already brought up into the back squat that's necessary. So I, told, I tell them, like, you get to a certain point where you can cheat enough, and then you hit a plateau. And the only way for you to get past that plateau is to clear up all the shit that I've already brought up in this talk. And then they get all, like, defensive, that like, oh, no, no, that's not it. Like, I've been back squatting for years. And it's like, yeah, but your numbers have not been going up. So what do you want to do? And most of the time when they don't listen to me and they continue back squatting with shitty body mechanics, that's when they really get injured. And then they're like, oh, my rib, my rib is out and I'm putting air quotes or my back really like pulled on me and I couldn't walk for three days. Like that shit tends to happen when you don't have prerequisites down packed. Now, what if someone really wanted to squat but at the same time could fix some things. So this is where I like front squatting, not barbell front squatting, because that's a whole nother story that you need. But placing a dumbbell in front of you, like a goblet position, is a great place to start because with a anterior load, your body physically can't cheat as much as a back squat, right? You cheat with a goblet squat you're gonna end up just falling over. Now, a lot of people think, oh no, I'm not gonna go to a goblet squat because it's too easy. Guaranteed, the strongest guy in your gym, or if you think that's you, or woman, if I placed a dumbbell in front of you that's 100 pounds, say that's the heaviest one that you got, and you back squat 185, whatever the fuck it is, and I tell you to squat down four seconds eccentrically, not just like one, two, three, four, or like four Mississippis down to your depth, wherever that is, and then tell you to hold it for one Mississippi at the bottom and then explode up as hard as possible and do that for eight reps, please tell me that's easy. I, I dare you telling me that's easy, right? Like it doesn't matter what, you know, tool you use to squat 
there's so many different ways to make it challenging and a lot of it is just tempo right people are under under this impression that they have to have a barbell they have to have x y and z they have to have straps on their knees to like be strong like fuck get a hundred pound dumbbell and try to squat that thing the way i just described or grab a dumbbell at 50 percent of your body weight and see if you can actually squat that 25 times probably it's going to be super challenging and you're going to feel where you're weak you're going to feel those like little spots where you get exposed really quickly where you need to work that shit out that being said if you want to challenge yourself even more say you like you're listening to this you're like yeah that makes sense but i still feel like that's not going to help me take two dumbbells in a front rack position but turn them into a supinated position so you're almost like at the top of a bicep curl drive your elbows forward so now the weight is in front of you kind of hovering in front of your face and now squat i dare you to take like 30s or 35s and squat like that 12 times and tell me that that's not hard right placing the load in front of you again makes it challenging but now placing the load further away from your midline makes it really really challenging so that being said back squatting takes a lot of prerequisites i'm not saying stay away from it forever because it's the plague i'm saying that right now it's probably not going to work out for you but if you do things to improve your mobility improve your tissue quality then yes go back to the back squat but right now most likely that back squat is not taking you to your goals you need to work on the small things the foundations that make the back squat happen that's it for me hopefully you like this little rant tangent episode um let me know if you guys have any questions hit the show notes add me on facebook instagram that whole fun stuff give me a five-star review thank you thank you thank you for listening to the people all over the world listening to my show that is super awesome thank you thank you thank you until next time